Okay, well, I wouldn't be considered a part of the nine because I'm not here to be in the group, Bubba. Yeah. What, what are you here, here for? <laughs> I'm here to be a creative director. I'm here to help you guys become a group. No, no. no. Okay. I thought everybody in here was gonna be a part of the group. Yeah, yeah. That makes no sense. Why? I thought I was coming into a situation to where we all were gonna be considered equal. Just because you're a creative director in your brain does not necessarily make you a creative director of us. Leave the girl alone. Leave the girl alone. Where are you making left My name's Misha. I just didn't know your name. Why are you being a Listen, you know what? I know that's right. <laughs> they said, well, okay. so what are you here for? <laughs> yeah, immediately. I Listen, there were so many. But let me tell you something about Lamisha Greenstead, okay? My name's she Misha. is not here for the games, okay? <laughs> Lamisha Greenstead from 702 said, yeah, what's your name? My name's Misha. What's yours? But what y'all didn't see straight. is that she stood up while every, while she said that, like, she was ready to fight. Listen, and then Keely was like, I'm going to make you guys stars. But you couldn't make yourself a star, baby. Please don't let it be <laughs> You know I love me some Gina girls. Listen. Okay. So we're definitely going to talk about the encore. We're going to talk about the encore because I made Marcus Steele watch it this week. I have comments. So um, we definitely have to talk about that. But then it was a really great week for TV oh and a really great week for music. Yes. There's so much going on. Shows are having their season finale. And a lot of season um, premieres. Yeah. And a lot of music premieres. A lot of yes. people coming out with new music just in time for the summer. And so we're going to talk about all of that and get you guys ready for your week. Cold Pop. Let's go. Everybody. Hey, pop stars. It's me, Trenton Rashad. And I'm Marcus Drew Steele. And you're listening to Cold Pop. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> so there is literally a lot, a lot, a lot I want to talk about. Yeah. I really, okay. So can I go first this it's week? It's heating up and yeah, <laughs> things are, things are on the move. Yeah. So look, yeah. Uh, how was your past week? What, what are you watching? All of that. So let's talk about this past week. So, we outside! What does Megan say? We outside! Yeah, it was definitely a outside Literally. Week. Like, I don't think... Like, that was one of the first weekends we've actually spent that much time together. Like, we were... Like, besides Sunday, I know Are Sunday we kind of did... you Just or? period. Like, all of us. But me and you specifically... We spent a lot of time together. We spent a lot of time together this outside of the house okay. this past weekend. Got it. Like we were this club, that club, this bar, yeah, that bar, was that arcade, a marathon that of to a the weekend. beach. Yes. Um. So yeah. So you jump in because I know again you were you took part in a lot of this. How my week went. So we were outside. Like. Yep. What last Friday? Where 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 did we we went to Wicker Park? We were in Wicker Park. Yeah. Friday, Friday night. night. And where where did we go? The Standard. Is we that to, we? I mean, we did drinks at the Standard, but the. The real action happened at the Revel Room. The Revel Room. Okay. That's where the, the <laughs> went down. 
we, we, we didn't even got to talk about that. You almost got picked up in the rebel room by some white women. <laughs> so, listen. And she would not Marcus, stop touching me. <laughs> she was ready to go home. Look, when I tell you, like, this is how I knew it was over because she started rubbing my back. And I yeah, was like, ma'am, could you please I stop touching and me? I, yeah. A, a, yeah. <laughs> Because there were certain people in our party that, yeah. Privy, were very privy to I that. I was like, whoa. So, oh that my was, gosh. yeah, that was where the main event was happening. But we had a good yes. time. Yes. No, it was a great time. And then Saturday, we ended up going to Emporium, Food Market. Yes. So, I, I threw a quick little event. So, you know, you know me. I'm all about the celebration. Events. So, still celebrating my old man's birthday. Yes. So, uh, that weekend, we had did some things to kind of in celebration of that. And so, I had planned a little event at Emporium, mm-hmm. uh, which I think went really well. One of my better parties. I do too. I will say, I think I like the the, the headquarters downtown more than I like oh, the so Emporium like the on the food market. Well, I mean, I've been there a the couple of times. The venue did not give what it was supposed to have. There games. wasn't a lot of I'm games. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, it was but not. But I still thought it was nice. Yeah, it was cute. Would you say one of my better parties? Or what, what, what has been my favorite event? What's been your favorite event that I've thrown? There's been so many. I think... Wow. I, ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, let's talk about it. I'm actually going to put a poll out. That's a good question. Um, to event attendees. But yeah, so that was, so Saturday was cute. I'll think of, let's get back, let's, let me table that. Okay. I'll get back to that later yeah. in the podcast. But Saturday um, was really cute. Saturday was cute. And then we ended up going to Money Gun. I did not like Money Gun. I had a good time at Money Gun. Of course you did. You was up Jay sitting in the front of, in the I middle of the restaurant. I with, definitely got paid by Ron. the bouncer. You did. You I did. made some money. How much did you make? It was literally like three dollars. It was like six dollars. Oh, 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 six dollars. That's a coke. It was, wait, hold on. Hold you on. still got it, wait, don't you? Yeah. He literally handed me. This. Yeah, I saw him. I just didn't know how much it was. It's like six. Shout out to you still having the money though. I literally. First off, I gotta make sure this shit is clean. And then, <laughs> True. <laughs> right. He might just be trying to, you know, wash you money. Fake bills. Yeah. Wash money. But um, yeah, I definitely got paid because I was, I, I was, I started working. You were um, acting I was the working fool. the door. You were and money gun. It was a good time though. We had a really good time. So that was fun. And then the one thing I want to say. So Sunday, I'll let you talk about what you wanted to talk, what you did. But we went to the beach. And it was an event. Let's go to the beach. Beach. Let's right. get away. It was an event. I thought we were like going like as our group, but then <laughs> quickly. Here we go. <laughs> no, ain't here no we here go. we go. I thought we were going like at our friend group, but that quickly expanded. And yeah. that was okay. And you know There's what? room for everybody. There's room for everybody. And I met some amazing people. I met a lot of new um Chicago people that I have never met before. They were a good time. A lot of so, a lot of talks, conversations. We, you know, we were on the beach with our Trulies, and um, it the was hot. The photos were cute. The I photos mean, were very cute. All black, everything. All black, everything. I've never seen that many black people in a photo in a while. It was, it was a really cute. Um, it was a really cute photo op. Yeah, so we had a good time, and then we went and ate at Mixteco, and we were going to go to mm-hmm. one of the other bars, but they required vaccination cards, and not everybody in our party has been vaccinated oh. completely. And so, so then everybody left. <laughs> right. I am not doing this oh, with okay. you. I no. I just wanted to add. I Every- didn't know. I, and that's not a... Jane, and we can take this out. No, we're going to leave it in. They Some people chose to go home instead, and oh, that okay. was totally fine. Yeah, that's fine. And that's what I'll leave that at. Um, but yeah, it was a whirlwind weekend for me. 
Uh, before I get into what I was watching, I want to hear about what your weekend. I'm always starting stuff. Uh, you are. I'm and always I'm, starting. And you see how I always shut it down? I'm yeah. like, I'm not doing that with you today. Yeah, no. I'm not doing um, that. So basically, our mir- our weekends mirrored all up until Sunday. Sunday because yeah. I was with you in Wicker Park and we had a really good time. You were about to be taken advantage of. Um, so I intervened on Friday. And then Saturday was a really good time. Um, at Emporium, and then Sunday, I went. We had brunch. We did like a birthday, a Gemini birthday brunch. You know the things about Gemini's—they always want to kind of keep this Child. celebration going. You know, I do one event, and it's that's it. Okay, so that's not true. Well, okay, no, I <laughs> you did. do multiple events for but your you birthday. Know what? No, that's I not do. true. No, 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 wait, don't I lie. Do, wait, yes, so you are right. I do, I do multiple events for different pockets of people. That's okay. what I do. That's fair. Okay. Fair because statement. I'm not all about all inclusivity. Every, I'm not about <laughs> setting up community gatherings, community meetups. Like <laughs> that's not my thing. I will do I will get some small no, groups. No Sade. Right. So yeah. So like I'll have an event for my family because I wanna, you know, right. kick it with the family. And then I might do an event for my very close group of friends. Right. And that might be the thing. Or you know, um, so you're not a community event kind of girl. No, never been, never been. And <laughs> I think a I lot like of people might get. You know what? I think a lot of people might think that about me because I can be a very social person. Correct. But it's not always my go-to. If anyone who same. really knows me, who like I'm the knows same me, way. knows me, that's not always really my go-to. I'm. I understand that. I the best nights of mine have been with just a, a close small group, group of friends, friends yeah. hanging out in the house. And that's, yeah, that's and the so, fun. But yeah, so we did, we went to brunch on Sunday and that was super fun. Where did then, y'all eat at? Um, Wasn't it Zia's? Did y'all go to Zia's? Yes, we went to Zia's, but okay. then we also went to a couple other bars. Okay. One of the waiters from the bar tried to get us to come over to his next bar that he was working at. Oh. Uh, it was like a really good time. It was really good people hanging out with that and then um, we're still continuing the apartment search, and so I had a little bit of that to right. do on Sunday as well. And just to be clear, for anybody who's maybe tuning in for the first time, Trent and I are fully vaccinated, so we're not out here in these streets running around without our vaccine and stuff. We are fully vaccinated and being safe and as as we can be. But Chicago, yeah. uh, I think this airs on this is coming out on Monday, so Chicago is officially fully open, open, like yeah. no restrictions at all, like their full capacity, everything now, and so it would behoove you to. Get get vaccinated so that you can protect yourself if you haven't been. Yeah, but the week's been great. Um, I had my first, like, big work. I had, so it was actually, oh, yeah. I had, like, a big work success, and I had, like, a big work, like, snafu all happened in the same week. It was actually really crazy. It um, sounds like it. Um, but, you know, for those who don't know, I started a brand new job, and this was the very first time that I really got to kind of show my stuff. And a big event, and yeah. And give it to them and be like, yeah, this is why y'all hired me. This is why I'm, yeah. <laughs> Where'd but you rate yourself? What would um, you give yourself? I, I would have to give myself a B minus. I thought things okay. went really well. Okay. Um, there was a little, you know, there was a small hiccup with <laughs> technology. As um, always. For one of the virtual events that I put on. But hey, it happened. I think for me, I don't know if I kept my cool how I wanted to keep my cool. Um, you, anytime that things get a little dicey for me or things get, you know, a little tense, my eyebrows start jumping, I start sweating. <laughs> and, like, all of that definitely was coming through the Zoom camera. I'm positive it was. But we figured it out. You pulled it One off. One of my coworkers was able to jump in and help me, and things kind of, you know. Teamwork. We were able to move on from that. So I give myself, for this very first one, Yeah. 
I'm going to give myself a B minus. And that might okay. be seeing I'm grading myself a little bit hard. Um, or in the, look, let's say if I'm scoring it as in legendary, I'm going to give myself a nine. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm gonna wait. Say, I'm, I'm, gonna gonna say, I'm gonna be Nick. Uh, I'm gonna give y'all ten. I'm gonna give y'all ten. I'm gonna say if you're scoring like legendary, then you're yeah, on. I'm you're definitely 10. on track. Yeah, I'm gonna give y'all ten because y'all didn't bring it how y'all should have brought it. But, but I want y'all to bring it next, next time. Week. So I'm gonna give y'all ten. Give y'all a ten. And that's my. So that's how I would rate myself. Okay, um, well, let's get into what we were watching. Oh, I, yeah, let's talk about that. So, first off, so I, I've taken it upon myself to watch new shows so that I so oh, we have great. things to talk about. Blessings. Yes. Because all this comfort television. I know. I, so, I've put that to the side just for the just for you pop stars and taken on some new shows. Number one, I want to say, so I started this show called Sweet Tooth on Netflix. Everybody's got a sweet tooth. Very, very interesting. Um, it's it's a very interesting show. It's it's sort of like a post-apocalyptic show, but like with a twist. Post-apocalyptic. Let me tell you something. <laughs> that word fucked up LaShawn Bianca. Yeah. <laughs> not get it together. Post-apocalyptic. The Sweet Tooth is an interesting show. I'm not quite sure if I'm going to watch another episode, but just really quickly, it's about this post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic, you've got <laughs> okay, to say it now. All right. It's about this post-apocalyptic landscape where there are hybrid children. And so, like, they're half animal, half child. And it's it's very weird. It's like Animorphs? No, not in a sense. Do you sense. remember the Animorph books? I do, because the, the children can't change, though. Like, you see, like, the show focuses on this one child who's, like, half deer, half child. And so he has, like, the antlers and the ears and Does stuff, it but like he still has a child or... face. No, he still looks like a child. Oh. But, like, it's very interesting. Um, it's, apparently, it's based off of a DC comic, and it's an executive produced by um, Robert Downey Jr. and his wife. And so I thought that that was pretty interesting. They need to bring the Animorphs back. Was that ever a show? It, I, it was, and it flopped, number one. Oh. Um, Sorry, but I I would I wouldn't be mad if they brought that back and did a better job of it. Okay. But anyways, I watched that. Not quite sure. I also watched uh, uh, the legendary season finale. Let's talk about that. I actually, have more money. It's like $10. how much? Ten dollars? Yeah. Ooh, shout out. Trent's count his uh, door money. I re- like <laughs> literally made this money at the door. Um, okay, back on topic. So, we also watched the legendary finale. Yes, we did. Spoiler alert ahead. It's been a week. Y'all separately. should watch. Separately. We watched it separately. We did. Because Marcus is not a good person to watch things with. Well, I was impatient. I couldn't wait. And Trent was taking forever. Um, do we agree with who won? I said it I last week who yeah. was going to win. So. I said it last week who was going to win. And I knew that, I knew that, um, Balenciaga was not going to get it. It was. It just would have been a little bit too easy, right? Um, and Miyaki Mugler is the house that had the story of kind of starting off and rough, a very humble and then beginnings, the story arc, yeah. building themselves up. I still think it was a little. There was some foolery at play because Balenciaga definitely got pushed to the end. Um, care. I want to say pushed carried to the end. Uh, and the judging is still a mess. Well, this is what I was going to say. Let me say this. Okay. Um, and I and I mentioned this earlier this week. I think the thing with Balenciaga is that Balenciaga is a house comprised of all individual stars who are stars in their individual yeah. right. Honey, Balenciaga is a star in her individual right. Shannon in her individual right. Kalik, Cha Cha, Jupiter, 
all of them yeah. are stars in their own individual rights. And right. so kind of bringing them together, for me, there were times where it did gel, but then there were more times where it didn't always come together. So the correct term would be they were all 007s. I'm getting on my my ballroom terminology. And so a 007 is someone who doesn't necessarily have a house, but like they're they're above being a statement. And so like they made a name for themselves. These people are in a house. Well, I the way you describe it, it makes it feel like that maybe those people were brought together to Balenciaga for the show. No, 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 no. I'm not saying no. Oh, I'm okay. not saying that. Okay. I was just saying that they are all stars in their individual rights. Oh, okay. But sometimes yeah. it doesn't come together quite as a collective. I think with like other houses, once again, the house of Tichi, yeah. the house of Mugler, some of these other houses, it definitely, you can see a, like a The a camaraderie. Yeah, yeah, but there's like, with Balenciaga, it's like each person has their very own superpower. Right. And so instead of being like um, a... A show that like a group that like blends right like, like Tishi. House of Tishi. Yeah. Um, it's more so just like everyone kind of doing. The, it's like more like the Avengers. Like everybody has their own thing and kind of doing their own and then, situation. Right. And then we come together. Right. You know when we need to. And I, I don't want to spend a lot of time on Legendary because I know we spent a lot of time last week. And I also want to be clear. I think Trent kind of he dragged me, called me. I am a fan of the show. You definitely I are. I am a fan of the show. You I love think it. what oh actually let me rephrase that. I am a fan of the people on the show. Okay. I think the show itself needs work. Yeah. Do I want to see them have a third season? Absolutely. Do I think that there needs to be some drastic changes? Absolutely. Both things can be true at the same time for me. And Agreed. I think that there are some, again, structural changes that need to be made. But I am a huge... I, I went on Instagram and Twitter and started following a lot of the people from the houses because I'm obsessed. Like, I yeah, love them. I, I, saw some so, the, I saw some of your Yeah, Savion. Absolutely. Diego. Diego ab- I saw some Diego, of Lego my Diego. And I know, yeah. Absolutely. Some of them are definitely motivated by other... Um, with other intentions. I'm going to be quite honest. Savion, so I, this is a first. Savion definitely looks a lot like my old man. <laughs> I, and I hate Wait, the term. What do you mean? What do you mean when you say old man? Can you, my, what does that mean to? My significant other. <laughs> oh, so wait. So what you're saying is that there is uh, somebody that is a significant other? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Absolutely. Well, that's exciting. So Savion definitely look, and so I think that's why I'm like, oh, I think let that's me a, go. That's an exciting update for the people. Yeah, mind your business. Now moving on. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, Savion definitely looks like my significant, my partner, and I think that's why I was like, oh, let me go to Savion's page mm. real quick. But again, like I said, I'm a fan of the people, but I think the show needs some work. Okay. Got what it, have got you been it, watching? Um. So. This past week, I started a show that's not new. It's been around for quite some time, but I just started it, and I'm in love. What show? Orphan Black. Oh, yeah, I've watched Orphan Black. I just started Tatiana Maslany is an actress, honey. Pretty amazing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I am, like, in love with it. Get get ready. So, (laughs) yeah, and I'm, like, just beginning. I'm, like, at the very first, like, couple of episodes. But... Very interesting show about a woman who finds out that there are people clones all basically. over it. Yeah, basically, we're not we're not at we haven't fully reached that part of discoveries that they're clones. I okay. know that they're clones. I don't want to say too but, much. Then. Um, yeah, that there are people who look like her, and she um, 
it's starting to kind of find things more about her past and her history and where she comes from because those have always been outstanding questions for her. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a really cool show the way that it's done. And yeah. it's this one actress who's playing all of these different roles and clones from like all over the country and mm-hmm. like all over the world, really. Um, so really cool show. I would say if you haven't seen it, um, I think you can get it on Amazon Prime or Hulu. I think it um, aired on the BBC. It did, and then yeah. they brought it to Sci-Fi Channel, yeah. um, and now it's available through streaming. But it's, I mean, there's like maybe like five seasons. I want to say, yeah, they just really like the season good. series finale was just a few but, um, a year or so ago. But a really good show so far. So I've been watching that. So fun fact: Tatiana actually, I think she won an Emmy for that role. Did she? I know that they were campaigning for her to win. I think in the final season, I think I think she won an Emmy. I think she was that they really, I, I know that that was like a big thing. They were campaigning for her to win because originally she wasn't going to be recognized because the show started in the BBC right. and then right, um, and all then that stuff. Another fun fact: she's also the new She-Hulk in Marvel. Cool. The actress who played Tatiana Maslany, the that the lead actress. Nice. She's the new She-Hulk. Cool. Boom. What else yeah. you been watching? Um, so the postseason finale was this uh, this past week. Um, I watched it. It was a two parter, so it was like a two hour season finale. Two hours finale. long. Um, well, not even season finale, series finale. Yeah. Because it's uh, that was the last episode ever. I am deep love. Bring deep I thought love. it was. I thought it was a. Um, I thought it was an okay into everything. You know, yeah. I, I like. Were you satisfied? I don't. I, I think for me. Part one of the finale, I was definitely just like in tears, like crying the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, some of those old tropes that we know oh so well with Pose of, you know, things just kind of magically all falling into place mm-hmm. um, started to kind of, you know, take me out of it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But overall, a good, a great show, a great show that has had been a brilliant body of work um, in showcasing some of. Some amazing trans talent, yeah. Trans talent, queer talent, um, that has kind of come out. Yeah, you know that has come out of this this franchise. Absolutely, really excited to see what everyone on the cast goes on to do. Um, And big shout out to Stephen, Janet, and all of Ryan, Billy, and everybody um, over at Post. Somebody said it on Twitter. I would like to see MJ Rodriguez on Legendary as a judge. I think it might be a direct compete with Laomi. And that's the only thing so. that I'm nervous about. I, think, I don't think so. I think, number one, they look a little too similar. And then mm. also, I, yeah, I don't know. What I would love to see on Legendary. Or Dominique. No. Well, we tried that. That didn't go so well. <laughs> she did kind of wild um, out. <laughs> what I want to see on Legendary is someone. We have someone with a Vogue background. And I think that there could be more people with a Vogue background. But let's fill Jamila Jamil's space with someone from the dance world. Yeah, someone let's who could find, like comment, critique on the find, dancing. Let's find ability. someone from the dance world yeah. who could really kind of come in and give it to the girls who might have a little also knowledge of like ballroom and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But I think that that would be an addition that I would like to see to the judging panel. I'm here for MJ Rodriguez. I think she should be on the judging panel. Maybe and take Jamila's seat. Okay, but. Uh, okay. Are we going to take a break? Well, no. I think we do have to talk about the encore oh, on BET. Um, so, I decided that I wanted to watch the encore on BET. Now, we talked about the encore a few weeks ago. This is the show uh, by uh, Carlos King, as well as Todd Tucker, uh, who have 
brought together these nine women from all different girl groups. Nine. Spanning. So in building this super group, they are now kind of being brought to like a compound that's basically, I, I said it's kind of like a clinic. They're, they're getting vocal lessons. They're doing some choreography, all the all those types of things. And so to kind of run down the cast really quickly, Please. you have Fallon and Felicia from Cherish. Boom. You have Irish as well as Lamisha, Lamisha from, from 702. 702. Aubrey O'Day from Danity Kane. That's five. You have Pam from Total. Six. You have Keely from 3LW. Seven. You have uh, Shamari from Black. Eight. And then for our ninth and final space, it is... Uh, oh, please forgive me. Nivia. <laughs> yes. Who is not in a girl group. Um, but anyway, she says she works well with others. <laughs> well, she gets that? along with everybody, yeah. Maybe because she's just eating rice cakes. That's the only she's reason why she's... Um, <laughs> she said, oh, y'all got this big old pantry with all these snacks? I think... Uh, I found it very entertaining. Now, do I think that these girls are going to go on to pop musical stardom? No. No. But could I see a nice review show coming out of this? Yes. What do you mean by review show? Like a like a very similar to kind of like a um maybe not the same demographic as like the screen tour. You know how all the well, boy clearly bands, it won't be know, the same the, demographic. No, but you based know, like on all the, the boys, all the little boy bands and groups that used to right. Kick it back in the day, how they kind right. of came together for that night, and they were kind of helping each other doing songs and stuff. Right. I could see something like that happening with this group of girls. I could see them getting together and do a review show of all of their hits, kind of some people singing different songs, some people kind of paying homage maybe to some girl groups that came before them, that kind of thing, as well as some new music if they wanted to add it in. I could see that coming from a show like this. I just okay. I I know we don't. But I'm not seeing. A, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that there's gonna be a big huge. Um, uh, this 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 big huge reveal of like them now being this top big girl group, big you know record selling right. girl group. No, so I have so many questions. I know we can't spend a lot of time on this, and maybe we come back and talk about it in the Wu Child. Let, okay, so let's do this. Let's take a break and let's come back in Wu Child, and then let's talk about this some more. Then <laughs> okay, because I have some things I want to ask you, like realistically about this show. Okay, so That's let's fine. take a quick break and then let's come back. All right, okay. All right, and we're back. Yeah, that's we're back. Okay, so let's pick up where we left off. Let's kick off our Wu Chow segment talking about the encore. So <laughs> okay. my first question I have for you yes. is, and this just popped in my head, why didn't Shamari get her other bandmate to be on the show? Maybe they didn't want her. Maybe they didn't want the other bandmate. Maybe she wasn't but, popping enough. I don't know. Maybe she didn't want to do and it. And so Irish and Lamisha are popping enough? Maybe Pam is popping enough. You know what? This is the other thing too, because you kind of brought this up a little bit. I did. Maybe it was a question about budget. Who who was going to yeah. be paid? Yeah. Who was going to get what? And who was going to do it for the money that they were giving? So, with that being said, I feel as though <sighs> okay. If you haven't seen the, uh, I just I just don't know where to start because there's things I want to reference. But if you haven't seen the first episode, well, just go ahead. I okay. Mean, I feel like Shamari is bigger than this show. Let's just be honest. I don't think so. I feel like Aubrey O'Day is bigger than this show. I don't think so. And I feel like the Cherish Twins are bigger than I this show. I don't think so. I mean... I don't think that they're... I don't think any of those girls that you just named are... Have a have a 
following or a platform that would allow for them to come back out with as, music. Yeah, okay. I don't I don't okay. think that they I don't think any of those girls have that platform. I think Fallon and um Felicia definitely don't. I feel like it's just been so much so much time has passed and they were so young mm-hmm. and cherished that those are totally different women now. That's fair. Aubrey O'Day literally looks like the bride of Chucky. She so cannot, first off, that's not nice. No, I am. I am merely <laughs> stating what I'm. I'm giving you my experience, and that's how I experience. It just her. looks like a lot okay. of fillers. Like she has a lot of fillers in her face because her face fillers. is just it's more than fillers. Spread so it's, wide. It is work that has gone wrong. I and so you can see it in the pinches. You yeah, can, she looks like. I'm be and I'm and that she doesn't look good and no, that's she doesn't. and I hate that yeah I I don't want to be I don't want to sit here and harp on like women's looks because we could never but like Aubrey looks drastically significantly different than what she used to yeah she looks nothing yeah and the I mean, one thing I was gonna say was that I feel like I I agree with you about Cherish and Black and Shamari but I feel like if Aubrey was to get back with Don and Shannon I feel like they would have a platform. I feel like people loved Danity Kane so much that Aubrey would still have a platform if she was with other group I don't of girls. Think, I mean, yeah, but I don't think that you're going to get those group of girls. Right. To come I, back I'm not saying that that's ever going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into the vocal style. The vo- We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Who in out of these nine ladies is girl group ready? There's only one that I really saw that's really girl group ready. And it was Shamari. Shamari is really the only girl that I think that could kind of come back and, and be do ready. something. And, and I think that you could put her with a choreographer and a couple of dancers, uh, a producer, give her a couple of songs. She, I think that Shamari could put together a very nice showcase probably in about two weeks. Mm-hmm. And I think that she would be able to go out and do it well. Um, the, the twins, maybe. Maybe. The twins, maybe. I don't. They can dance. They we saw them. They can dance. Yeah, I think that they can dance. I think that they have. I, I, yeah, I think that there's enough there that they would be able to do something. I didn't get a star quality. Well, that's why they're here them. as a girl group. Yeah, because I didn't they get a individual. I didn't get a, a standout quality from either of them. Right. They, they, they definitely Fallon and Felicia definitely come off as a pair. They are a package. Right. Yeah, a package deal. deal. And if I, them as individuals to me are not that impressive, but and a group. In a group, it could possibly they could fill work. out the four, and f- the, the, yeah. the two and three slots or whatever. Yeah. So the other thing I want to talk about, just the show in general. Let's be realistic. Well, go ahead. We have at least three different generations in this house. It's all yeah. There's no way that you're going to be able to make music with these. With Baby, these I names. thought I saw the Weather Girls coming through for a minute. <laughs> I said, "Oh wait." Was it Martha? I said. Martha I, said called? This is, I said. Oh. Uh, Pat, not Martha Caldwell. That's Bob the Drag Queen's mama. What is the lady's name? <laughs> that is, isn't it? Shout out to Bob. Shout out to Bob. Um, no, Mar- you're talking about Martha Wash. Martha Wash. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, baby, I thought I saw Patty, Patty LaBelle and the Bluebells coming through. I didn't know who was coming through the door next. It definitely spans generations. Yeah. Um, and that has been very clear. While you've already, there's already some division that is starting to happen. Right. Um, I love the saving grace that is there. That is Pam who has been there and put there, ordained by God, because God told her to come do this. Um, so I feel like you have all of those popular tropes, right? You have the two twins tropes, that are like, yeah, yeah, like very childish and like, you know, doing a lot, uh, and antagonizing the, oh, all yeah, the girls. And yeah. then you have 
the born again, you know, she's had born her time again on the road. Pop star, yeah. You remember because from Total, too she was hard. like, yeah, she was like, I was the wild one. You she know, said I party too hard. The, Diddy sent them to go beat up Wendy Williams. Yeah. Okay, at the studio. Yeah. So like, but now she has completely changed her life, and that's one of the, one of the girls was like, it's so weird to see you now of how because you were the edgy you are. one in the group. just like yeah. you know she's completely given her life to Christ and yeah. um, that kind of thing. While you have also Keely Williams who doesn't want to be in the group, <sighs> which is what the, the the opening clip was from, and. What so I'm so this is this is what I meant to ask you yesterday. So was she trying to be like the Mona Scott Young or the Shawnee O'Neal? To me, I would say so because Keely was the only one who did the actual teaser for this, uh-huh. and so the teaser that people saw circulating on with YouTube Farrah. with her and Farah, she was the only kind of member to come back from that right um, into this, and so. I would say, so she probably does have a little bit more stakes. She might have a producer. I don't know. She might have something in this that we're not necessarily seeing behind the scenes. But she's not credible she's as like not. that figurehead. <laughs> That's not her no. judge. No. And so hopefully we learn a little bit more about why she thinks she can be a creative director. Mm-hmm. But I, for me, I thought this is more so entertaining. I'm not expecting this group of girls to come out and start, you know, taking over the charts. That's not what I'm. That's not what I'm getting from this. I love to see them kind of coming back and girls that we've known in the realm of a girl group and maybe just kind of being mm-hmm. a face because that's one of the things outside of Aubrey and outside of Shamari. I don't think that any of the girls really have like the lead singer. Mm-mm. Maybe the twins, but like that kind of like those were all faces in the background the back, that we've seen, right. you know. And so I'm getting to know a lot about these girls that I did not know before. And I will say that that's the thing about the first episode that we watch is that you learn a lot about why their girl groups ended. Yeah. And why, you know, they the are where they, they are and had to go through. I would have never known yeah. all of that stuff about Irish and her twins yeah, had I not watched this. And so me neither. Um, it's, it's providing a couple of different things. Uh, for me, and I definitely plan to stay tuned. With that being said, I do not plan on staying tuned. <laughs> I, while you were entertained, I felt bad. Okay. I felt. Talk to me about why that. Why do you feel bad? I to me, it feels like ugh, y'all are really on TV, embarrassing yourselves like this. Like this is not. This is not making making the band. This is not. So it's not making the band, and I don't think it's designed to be making the band. No, but but the reason I say that in a sense of we've, and, and I say this in the most loving way, but we've got to call a spade a spade. There, there's a lot of girls here who just simply don't have it anymore. Vocally, don't have what? vocally, okay, don't have the vocals. Um, dance wise, or just even presence wise. Like I just feel like. There are several girls here that have literally physically moved on with their lives and just the girl group is just not where it's at anymore. Like, I'm sorry, but Lamisha and Irish, it's just not there. Pam, it's just not there. Nivea, it's just not there. Okay. Like I, I don't I don't see the industry responding to them in a way like they used to. And I, I don't know if it's I, I you know what? And, and let so me it, say this. Okay. I don't I think that the, these girls and their management or their teams are probably a just want bit, money. Probably a little bit smarter than that, and know that that's not what the end goal is for this. What's the this end is goal? To get my name and my face back out there, so that I may be able to branch off and do something, you know, connected to it, completely different from it, 
any of those things. Or it could just be, yeah, just a check. Just getting, like, just getting some money. But it can't be that much money. Is this on BET I mean, or BET Plus? This is on BET. So depending on where they, I mean, depending on what they're making or what they've been making, it could be a lot of money for them. You know, I don't, you know, I don't know anybody's finances. Can we also talk about how Cedar's world is in this I, show? I literally screamed. I screamed I too, but not in excitement. I, I love Cedar so much and the fact that Cedar's world is she kind of like moment. in this um kind of leading them through this she's like the host messages. of the show I, I guess so it's really weird yeah. um, how they brought her on but I loved it and I hope that we see more of her because I've been missing Cedar ooh chow okay what else you got in Wu chow okay we have a lot actually to talk about today um for me and Wu chow the first thing I want to talk about um is the unbreakable Ellie Kemper Okay, because Child. I was going to talk about this last week. Yeah, we missed last week. But I didn't, and I'm glad I didn't, because Something else now we out? have her statement. Oh, okay. Leave with that. What would she say? Okay. Well, let me just preface it with this for those who don't know. Okay. Because some of them might not even know who Ellie Kemper is. All right. Uh, Ellie Kemper is uh, the redhead girl from Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. She's the lead. The star, the lead of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. And last week, there were there was a photo that had surfaced of her participating in the Veiled Prophet Ball, the debutante ball. Now, she's in this, she's in a white dress. I think some, like, little girl was bringing her a uh, um, flower. And there was also a news clipping that kind of also uh, accompanied, accompanied it. Now, with this, the problem is the Veiled Prophet is an organization that has a very large historically racist past, mm -hmm. okay? I mean, up until 1979, they banned black uh, members and Jewish uh, members from ever attending, being a part of anything. Um, it's stationed in Missouri, where this is of where course. the pageant happened. Um, but she did she did participate in this debutante ball. Mm -hmm. At this time, Ellie Kemper is basically saying, you know, she was 19 years old. This is what the girls did in her town. And, you know, she really didn't think anything of it. I'm going to read her statement verbatim because I don't want to misquote her please um but this is from the Daily Mail she says hi guys when I was 19 years old I decided to participate in the debutante ball in my hometown the century-old organization that hosted this debutante ball had an unquestionably racist sexist and elitist past I was not aware of the history at this time but ignorance is no excuse I was old enough to have educated myself before getting involved she goes on to say I unequivocally deplore, denounce, and reject white supremacy. At the same time, I acknowledge that because of my race and my privilege, I'm the beneficiary of a system that has dispensed unequal justice and mm. unequal rewards. She goes on, and it's a pretty long statement. Okay. But she goes on to say, I just want to apologize to the people I've disappointed, and I promise that moving forward, I will listen to continue to educate myself. You can go to the Daily Mail UK to look at the whole entire thing because she really does mm -hmm. she really does break it down. Um, her and the team, I really did work they, on this. They said they pulled an emergency powwow. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it had this, and then it follows the the news clipping that it was when she was actually veiled as the she was actually crowned the queen of this debutante ball mm -hmm. um, at nineteen years old. I quite don't know what to make of this um, just yet. I think. I 
all, you know, with someone who has that upbringing, you kind of always have a eyebrow up at them a little bit. Right. I appreciate the statement, yeah. but then also, what is, you know... How old is how, Ellie now? She's like 43. So, I have to say, I mean... You have to allow people room to grow. And if she's yeah. acknowledged that, you know, this happened when she was 19 and 41, she, I'm sorry, 41. Well, I mean, still in her 40s. If this happened, <laughs> I'm 43 to be exact. Just turned 43. <laughs> so this is over 20 years ago, you know? So, I mean, if she's admitting that, you know, yeah, I did this and I'm fully acknowledging that, you know, this is wrong and I've grown since then and... Obviously, she's on a show like Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, which is I full of know gay that she people. Still have the crown up. <laughs> Does she still have the trophy hanging up? It's, right. Where's Where's all of that stuff? I will give her the space and the room to grow to be to to have grown as a person since then. But yeah, I'm still a little still a little iffy I myself. I have my eyebrow up at her, but yeah. I never I never took her as someone that would have Me even an issue with this. I appreciate the statement coming out, but yeah. it's definitely like. Okay. A little side eye. It's very. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Woo chow. Definitely so. What um, do you have? Okay, so my only woo chow actually comes from uh, two shows that we watch all the time: Drag Race and okay. Legendary. Yep. And so this comes from an interview that Laomi Maldonado, who is a judge on Legendary, did with Grow.Acorns.com. I don't know what this article, this public, this uh, publication is. It's an online publication. But I thought the interview was pretty interesting, and I'm going to read an excerpt from it because she was talking about the difference between Drag Race and Legendary. I um, mean, she had some pretty stark words, and she, you know, said that you know it wasn't trying to drag Drag Race; it was just there is a difference, and like she wants people to know that there is a difference between the well, two. Well, one has historically, um, you know, shut out trans people from entering the competition. Ooh. So, I mean, that's that's one that's huge one. difference. So here's what she said. I'm just going to read. This is not a very long excerpt. Um, she says, when it comes to drag race, the issue is that there's not a strong enough connection between the importance of ballroom culture and what viewers see on screen. The ballroom scene is a part of the LGBT community, but not everyone who's part of the LGBT community is aware of the ballroom scene or have walked the paths of the ballroom scene. They don't understand the culture of ballroom and how deep and important it is to us, Laomi disclosed. When I address certain drag race contestants or fans about the proper usage of vogue and ballroom terminology, it's gotten to a point where they get upset and offended because they're being corrected, which to me is a slap to the face because you're appropriating. They think that it's all the same thing, but it's not, and they should be respectful. Not only does Drag Race often bastardize or appropriate terms from ballroom, it frequently attempts to pass different styles of dance as voguing. On the show, you'll see people attempting to vogue, then you'll watch something like Legendary or a ballroom clip, and the quality of the performance is so different. Laomi said as we discussed Drag Race's cultural hold, quote, and a lot of times the attempt comes off as a mockery when it seems like you're not even trying to learn it or you're just doing it just because it's quote in to me that's offensive so no they're not voguing they're actually no game no what do we think about that i think she's right i think she's spot on absolutely i think she's spot on i think you know drag race has definitely become so mainstream and so um how should I say this? It's been commercialized, it's been filtered. It's yeah. been filtered so heavily, yeah. Um, to kind of you know fit this mainstream palette, yeah. That 
I could, yeah, I could see that there being a lot of misconceptions and mis misuse of terminology, terms, all of those things because it how how watered down it has become. Right. Um, and so I think she's I think she's spot on. I think that people really need to look at ballroom culture as definitely a um, a driver and an engineer mm -hmm. of what queer culture has become and how much it's fed into queer culture. And yeah. let's be honest, mainstream culture. It's been around, Vogue has been around now for, you know, decades. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would say that Laomi's spot on. I, I would also challenge, I would also challenge Laomi to come to the drag race be and, judge. Do, it and yeah. do it. Yeah, and being like, hey, this is, let yeah. me let me give you be a guest judge. Now I say that, but in the same vein, I also recognize that it's not Laomi's responsibility not. to educate anybody. It's not. It's not. There's so and many so clips and stuff out there for people say, to look at. Yeah. Um, or watch. I, 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 would, I would love to see the. I would love to see the marriage and the collaboration between yeah. the two. Uh, but I, th I, I don't think that she's wrong. No. I don't think so either, and I think she made some very good points. So, um, woo chow. All right. Well, up next for me, I want to talk about a little Freaky Friday switch that happened what is this? Yeah. over in El Paso, Texas. Um, I actually learned about this uh, this story through TikTok. Okay. Um, so, this past week, uh, I think it was this past week, at least that's when I came into knowledge about this, mm -hmm. um, a woman from El Paso, Texas, 30 years old, her name is Casey Garcia. And she has a 14-year-old uh, daughter and decided to dress as her daughter and go to school as her daughter for a day. Interesting. Yeah. So, uh, Casey was about 4'11". Um, so, about very, the same height? Very tiny frame. Yeah, her and her daughter, basically, right now, right around the same frame. She put on her daughter's clothes, put on a, a mask, um, and went... And went to school. gave her, gave her her daughter's gave them her daughter's ID number. And how I actually came into knowledge about this is that there was just a, this video of this woman with glasses like walking around. Mm -hmm. She has on like actually like seeing glasses uh, or let me, seeing glasses. Who am I? <laughs> Prescription glasses. Um, and she's sitting down like having lunch at the lunch table. And I'm like, who is this grown woman mm -hmm. having lunch? And she's talking to teachers. She's talking to the staff and. You know, the administration there, and no one is batting an eye mm -hmm. of thinking that this is just a regular 14-year-old girl Student. in middle school. Okay. Um, what actually ends up happening is that someone recognized her. I don't know if it was one of the kids. Someone recognized her and actually told a, a teacher, um, at which the teacher then got the administrator, and the police were called. Uh, so Casey is now being brought up on charges of trespassing as well as falsifying of documents. Hold on, let me make sure I have this right. Trespassing, that's that's the first charge. Mm -hmm. Okay. The second charge, I don't wait. I'm not understanding this. What does it say? Tampering with government records. But it's her child's. I yeah, records. I was about to say I don't get that. I don't. Okay, get so that. she's okay. So, but these are the charges that she's now facing. Okay. So she has a criminal trespass charge, but then also a tampering with government records. I don't know exactly what government records that would include. Maybe if it, I'm, yeah, I'm not sure. But those are the charges that she's being brought up on. To me, 
she she did the school uh, an, uh, a really good favor of letting them know to beef up their security. Now, would I ever do this? Absolutely not. Is she wrong for doing this? My first question is, why did she do this? And you know what? I need to know that as well. Because yeah, I, I don't That's know. the big question. Why? And her daughter obviously agreed. So what was the... What was the deal that they struck? Was it was she just trying to be funny? Were they was she trying to find something out? Was her daughter being she made bullied? it to fifth period? Damn near all day. All, <laughs> went to lunch, made it to damn fifth, near all day. Fifth period. So is like, I want to know why she was she like trying to protect her daughter from something? Was she trying to find something out? Like, I want to know why she does why she. Did I'm that. not sure. Oh, she's just calling. She's calling it a social experiment. She's bored. She needs something to do. <laughs> I'm guessing. I don't know. I want to know a little bit more about the tampering with governmental yeah. records. I think that that, because that could be a really serious offense. That's um, still confusing to me because it's her child. So, like, she's the arbitrator of her child's safety and documents. Like, she would know all of this stuff anyway. So, what else would she be tampering with? Yeah, I have no clue. But definitely the school needs to get the security on and popping. There needs to be something else. Because if let's who's to say that that couldn't be anyone else walking around with a mask on that could really have done some damage? You call it Freaky Friday. I call it Never Been Kissed. With Drew Barrymore. (laughs) With Drew Barrymore and uh, what was it, Matt? Definitely. What was it, Matt Dillon? I can't remember, but definitely a Never Been Kissed moment. Yeah. I mean, to be 30 years old and kind of, I don't even know if I would want to know what kids are talking about. Hell no. Uh-uh. And, and who's talking to my daughter and like all of that stuff? I don't even know if I want to really have Child, that knowledge. I'll probably get bullied. I'm not a parent, but like, hello. Um, I'm just saying, it's just a very interesting moment. Um, mm. And she, ne- she needs Casey needs to find something to do. She needs a hobby. Does she not have a job? Child, I don't look. I don't know. She look, might be we working need from more. Home. You have to give us a follow up next episode because I need more details. You want to know what her what, occupation what is? What is she doing? Why did she do Why this? Why she want to do it? She just called it a social experiment. That's all she's calling it. We might need to see if there's a follow up so. statement at a later date. Ooh, child. Okay, let's take another break then. All right. So when we come back, what are we talking about, Marcus? We are continuing our Pride series with another interesting topic involving this year's Pride March. Um, So stay tuned and we'll be right back. All right. All righty. And we are back. Yeah. It is time for our spill segment. And because it is June, we are celebrating pride with our annual pride series. Um, And this one kind of goes in tandem with what we talked about last week. And we talked about was pride being too commercialized. Well, this time we're going to be talking about the pride police, Um, the policing of pride by select people or select groups within the community and without the community. Um, Mm -hmm. And so first I want to start off with just um, some things that happened and get your response on them. So first off in New York, the New York Commission has banned police from mm. marching in the Pride Parades all the way up until 2025 until they see some change from the police. Wow. Okay. However, there are some police officers who are queer that came out and said that this is not right and that they want to march and they want to walk and that it's unjust. I have some comments, but what do you think about this? I think banning queer police officers from, from Pride, I think, is a little out of control. Um, well, it's not banning to, queer police. It's all police in uniform. Well, no, and I'm saying, like, I think I'll be fine with all um, non, non-queer non police um, not having a presence. But 
maybe it is. Well, let me say this. No one's saying that those queer police can't Thank come. You. Thank you. That's exactly what I was getting ready to say. You can Thank come. Thank you. You just, you can't be you in can't uniform. March. Come as yourself. You Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so let me. I, ooh, you well, hit wait, the nail on the head. Let me say this. Let me say this. I'm glad you caught this. yourself because I, I was about to get you together. No, let me say this because also from, um, I had a proud experience a few years back in which I okay. really did want the police to be there. Was um, I with you? I think you were when we had to do a, a 50 yard dash. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the police were there. Were they? Yes, and everything was fenced off and everything. Yeah, the police were there. Yeah, but I mean that. I mean, just and saying, like those security measures. They ain't do are nothing. important. Well, I mean, I I'm alive. I don't know. I mean, because we we Jackie joined joined and cursed our asses out of there. <laughs> That's why. But the police didn't help us. They didn't do nothing. Listen, all I'm saying is that I do feel like that there should be some type of security precaution so things don't get out of hand because I know how. I know how pride can get, and so I would say, okay, if the police are not going to come, how are we going to do And they that? responded by saying that there would be other bodies that would be providing security. Like, like who? Like independent or private companies that would come out and provide security for the parade and stuff. For New York and Pride? Just, yeah. That large of a... Yeah, apparently okay. there's a lot of them. Okay. And but I, I don't think the Pride Parade is happening like it usually is this year because of the pandemic. But I'm just saying like in the future I bet Chicago will. What? I bet Chicago will be on and popping. I don't think so. I well, think so. now that well, that's a different story because yeah, Chicago's open open now. Yeah, I think Chicago's about to be crazy. Um you you hit the nail on the head though. This is the only thing I wanted to say about this because I heard a lot about this listening to a podcast. Um it's called uh Today explained on Vox, and just because you're a queer police officer doesn't mean you're being banned from Pride. Come as yourself. You don't come in uniform. Nobody at Pride is bringing their job to Pride. They're bringing themselves. They're bringing their true, authentic selves to a safe space at Pride. They're not bringing their office job, their desk job, their their factory job or whatever to the pride parade yeah. and so it's the same thing with the police if you are a queer police officer and you want to enjoy pride come as yourself come as you are yeah that's a very i mean th to me that's a pretty obvious thing like no one's stopping you from coming to pride as long as they feel as though the security is going to be together i'm fine right I'm, Th that 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 would be a concern though for me absolutely i mean security absolutely um okay i mean so any like that like Let's say that there are people who don't see it for the LGBTQ agenda right. and really want to be like, okay, well, there's no police there. This right. is an opportunity. I'm just saying, you know, for there, there could be some people who could look at that as an opportunity. Absolutely. Um, okay, so then the next issue or the next thing, apparently there's a lot of, I guess we're calling them Gen Zers, um, the younger generation. They're saying that they don't want any... Um, any people like the fetish community. You know how you always see like the fetish community out there or different communities yeah. within the within the LGBTQ space yeah. showing up at Pride. You know, whether it be in harnesses, jock straps, or furries or anything like that. They don't want anything like that and it, because it should be a family-friendly event. How do you mm, feel about that? I don't think that that's necessarily the case. I mean, um, I don't think that that should be... 
that that should not be put into practice of trying to stop what people are able to wear and what able to pe- people are able to put on. I get the idea of being family friendly. I think that kids do need to see um, pride. I think it, it could be good for for some children who may want to see this celebration, need to see it in themselves, become mm-hmm. normalized. Um, I think that that could be. I'm not, but understanding you can't pick and choose right. what it is that you want. You know what I'm saying? It's like, well, we want the pride experience. Well, baby, this is what comes with it. Historically, and it's been a part of it for quite some time. Now, let's say that you wanted to do a, you know, you wanted to do a pride. Let there be a, I could see somebody like the center on Halstead or some organization putting together like a kitty pride event where you could bring your kid in view an individual and that, space, yeah and that could be a like separate a separate space you know that could be like a separate space that maybe they still get to see the parade but you know it's this is going to be a little bit family friendly over here in this mm-hmm. certain area i could get that i i see that i i would and i think that that would be a nice no excuse me that would be a nice compromise i agree with that but i think at the same time it just goes back to what i was talking about last week Y'all need to do y'all's research and figure out why Pride even came to be to begin with. You know, a lot of these these communities, um, intra-communities within the LGBTQ space, didn't have anywhere to go, didn't have anywhere to celebrate, didn't have anywhere. That's one of the reasons why Pride exists now, because Pride is a safe space for people to express themselves in whatever their interests are, whether that be the fetish community, the furry community, um, the leather community, anything like that. And to, to try to say, oh, well, that shouldn't be there. No, you need to go back and understand why they're here in the first place. And then you, I guarantee you wouldn't have that because you wouldn't be able to do what you wanted to do if it wasn't for those trailblazers like Marsha P. Johnson or um, Sylvia uh, and uh, everybody else. Like, yeah, they paved the way for people like us to be able to be out and proud and enjoy ourselves. Pride is an experience. I will give you that. I remember going to my first pride and I was just like, oh, my God, like. Like, we are really out here. But then I also had to think about, like, I feel home. Like, I feel comfortable. Like, you know, a lot of these people are like-minded individuals. While there might be interests, other interests in things like that that maybe I'm not particularly into, but I'm not going to fight or um, qualm anybody else for that. Like, live your life. That's why we're here. We're all here to and, and celebrate you know, being able to be out here without retribution, yeah. without violence, you know, and, and, and in a space and in a community that supports us and that we actively try to give back to. And so, therefore, I'm here for it. I'm here for it all. So, um, and so, I guess the, the last question I have for you is just as we continue to do this, what does this say about the times? Like, what does this say about where we're moving? Do you think that people just are not choosing not to learn about their history before, you know, you speak and before you, 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 you say things or what do you think it is? I think we've already kind of covered it a little bit with drag race. I think that we're now getting into a space where the, the culture is being so watered down to fit a mainstream palette that has to kind of go through these um, stages where there's going to be some very, very heightened censorship mm-hmm. of you know what the, what the celebration has been historically or what you know what the community wants it to be. It's kind of doing it's like kind of like there might be a there might be some sacrificing 
from the gay community, from the queer community, um, in order for us to have this national, international landscape and platform. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just, I mean, that's kind of what happens to anything that has been historically exclusive, a little bit more closed off. We wrote the rules. We did it. But, you know, as things kind of grow and things become larger and you start bringing people in, it you, you do make changes. You do have to make changes. Um, you start throwing community events. It starts becoming a larger thing. So those changes do happen. It's, it's, it is the growing pains that come with, you know, wanting mainstream. to kind of, with, with mainstream, yeah. I'm going to tell you like Law Roach told Tiffany Haddish. To all of the straight people and cisgender people out there, maybe this is not for you. This is not it's for you. It's not for me. Okay. You take. You take the. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Sh- look at me. Look at me. This is not for you. Okay. I. I. I I'll say it like Leo. You need. I think anybody who is not a part of the queer community needs to take their lead from the queer community because this is our space. You're here as an ally, so be an ally. Stop trying to police. Stop trying to put these things on there. Let let yeah. the queer space. You know get their stuff together on their own and then you just follow and support or just don't go. That's it. Just don't go. Full circle moment. Just don't, just don't go. go. Full circle moment. I think I think I I'm, where's my Oprah? I just had an aha moment. That's it. I had an aha moment. All right. So that's pretty much it for our Pride series. We're going to be okay. just doing a little small, small snippets like this throughout the month of June. Let's take another break. And then we're going to come back with Fizz or Flat. Hopop will be back. Alrighty, and we are back. Trent, what are we doing next? So it's right now, it's time for our signature segment, Fizz or Flat. This is where you and I go over the top pop culture moments of the week. Give them a fizz if we're filling them. Or a flat if we're not. Okay, you chopped right. up a little bit there. You okay? I was actually bringing you in. I was trying to give you an oh, opportunity. Okay. Come on, collab. Because I'm never Collab-o. one to not, I always <laughs> will extend a hand for a girl to come up. <laughs> in the world mother teresa <laughs> okay i'm trying to give you away girl you got to get through it got to do it okay uh do you want me to go first or you want to go first i can start first That's okay all right go ahead. so all right i'll start with um i'll start with this story okay i'm gonna say pick something <laughs> okay so tyler perry okay once again be donning the, uh, I thought we retired, Medea. I thought she retired. I thought retired. we did too, but Tyler Perry said she's not dead yet. So Tyler Perry is movie? set to film and direct Medea um, Homecoming, which will be coming to Netflix in 2022. So I'm assuming that this is going to be a playoff of Beyonce's Homecoming. I'm not. I, I doubt that. I doubt that it's going to be that. But Tyler Perry's beloved character Medea will be making a return. Now this was announced shortly. I mean, maybe. Two years after she was retired. Right. Um, so in 2019, um, right after the the premiere of Medea's Family Funeral. Mm-hmm. Family Funeral. Medea, Medea, what is it? Medea the Funeral? No, Medea's Family Funeral. That's what it was called? A Medea Family Funeral. That's what it was called. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So in 2019, that is when we first learned that Medea would be doing... Uh, going into retirement, and then mm-hmm. he did a last round of a uh, stage Sh- show. Stage show, um, yeah. and then that was the last of it. He was like, "I think I have other things I want to do in my career." 
He opened up Tyler Perry Studios. He appeared um, in that movie. He was just in a movie that came out, too, that we were like, Charles Tyler Perry? What's he doing in this movie? He was in uh, the Angela Jolie movie. Yes. Um, Those That Wish Me Dead. What did he play? He, he was like a... Um, was he like the police officer? Yeah, he was like some kind of... Oh, no, he yeah. was the bad guy, wasn't he? He was some kind of figure. I don't know. Child, not enough for me to remember. <laughs> okay. Clearly. Clearly. But um, it seems as though that this next project that he's going to be working on is bringing back Medea. Now, I'm not sure why he's bringing this back. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he would have his hands full with Tyler Perry Studios. Now, the movie is going to be filmed there, of course. Of course. Clearly. But it sounds like that this was going to be the 12th installment of this franchise. He's been doing these movies for over a decade. Yeah. Um, I mean, this thing started in... If we really want to get into it, he started doing Medea... Back in the nineties, um, I just remember the seeing the, the stage plays first. It was the nineteen ninety nine stage play. I could wow. do that all by myself. Yeah, that's yeah. when he started. Wow, I thought Diary came first, but maybe it didn't. Diary was the first movie. Yeah, that's true. It wasn't a stage play though. Okay, got yeah. it. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So I don't know how quite to feel about this. Me I really. For me, I would have loved to see Tyler Perry kind of go and graduate to another level of mogul. Um, And I think that this is, for me, taking a little bit of a step back. You have all the money in the world, so I know it's not that. I'm trying to figure out what the motivation for this actually is. Maybe it's fans. Fans want Medea back. They have, I mean, they have so many things to watch. Um, He's definitely not bored. He is putting out crazy amounts of content right um especially with bet and with own like it's just yeah it's just a crazy amount of content and i'm just not i'm really not sure why we're doing this i'm gonna give this a flat for me because Mm -hmm. like i said it's not necessarily what i would have wished to see from tyler perry Mm -hmm. i would have loved to see him graduate to go on to this next level of high of just you know kind of maybe taking a step back from having so much having to do with the, the creative and kind of more so opening up the opportunity for more people to come through, which he has done. Let mm-hmm. me not say that he hasn't. Right. But, um, but yeah, just not necessarily what I was expecting from him. I think I'm going to give it a flat as well, but only because I want to see Tyler Perry maybe invest a little bit more into his own acting career um, and to some more serious roles and things like that. You know, we've seen him pop up in some, you know, yeah. the, the weird action movie here or there. He played, uh, he was in that Jack Ryan and Tom Clancy. He was in that, the lead in that movie. I want to see him invest a little bit more in his own acting. Okay. Um, and take on some more, more challenging roles to kind of really help him build his range and stuff like that. I think, Got it. you know, Medea is like a comfortable fallback. Yeah. And so Same I think here. for that reason, I give it a flat. Same here. Okay. All right. What do you have up? Uh, so the only thing I have today is uh, new music. A lot of new music came out this past weekend, and I just wanted to highlight three ladies who um, are personal faves of mine. Uh, first off, Doja Cat. Uh, first off, she released the track list for her upcoming album, Planet, Planet Her. Planet, yeah, Planet Her. The, the, the artwork looks great. I love it. Love, 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 love it. Um, she's going to have features from Young Thug, Ariana Grande, SZA on this album. And she also just released her next single, which is Need to Know. I listened to it earlier today. It's cute. It's not what I expected. She's singing on this, which she has a nice voice. Yeah. I'm here for it. But I think I... 
the same thing. I think I give her the same critique as Nikki is that I enjoy her rapping more than I do the singing. Yeah. But I think she's definitely a good singer, so she's able to fuse the two. And so I give that a fizz. I think um, another girl, Jessie J, is back with some new music finally. Uh, this is more of a disco track in the um, the in the vein. Disco? Yeah, it's a little bit more, but it's cute. It's called I Want Love, um, and it was released on Friday, and so that's one. And then Meg, Meg Thee Stallion, came out with a new song called Thought Shit. Yeah, I heard that And so one. that one was um, pretty interesting as well. And so I just wanted to highlight what those three What was interesting ladies. about it? Let me ask you that. So, because to me, I didn't think it was that interesting. I, I, the, the, don't, what, what, the hotties don't come for me. I want to see more versatility from Megan. I think yeah. she releases a lot of the same music. Yeah. And I want to see some more versatility. It's it is the it is the quintessential crackerjack formula. Yeah. That is coming just over yeah. and over and over again. And I think let's yeah. I, I don't want her a, to lose her momentum. Let's take a step back, you yeah, know? I, I, really I, think I, this I understand out. wanting to be, like, striking while the iron's hot. I'm doing this. Like, I got to, you know, keep grinding. Uh, let's let's take a step back and maybe kind of, like, look at some new things that we want to yeah. bring together musically. Let's push um, a little bit more. Let's let's push them more. Because, yeah, I didn't find, I didn't find um, the thought shit quite interesting. I looked at the video as well. I, yeah, I think we're... We're running to the barrel of this same yeah. formula. We're, we're at the bottom. We're scraping. Little. Yeah, I wanted to open a new can of creativity because I know she has all it. these analogies. I just can't. I know she she can dance. I, I want to see some more dancing, and I want to see just I want to see some I want to see something different. It doesn't even necessarily have to be pop stuff. Like we can stay in the hip hop rap R and B vein, but I just want to see something different. I want to see a little bit more. I think yeah. she she has more to give. And the label or whomever is putting her into this box. And I don't want to see her fizzle out like yeah. that. Todrick also released music this week as well. Femulin, um, which came out with Rain and Fellas. Uh, that, was a, that was a very interesting video. A very... Um, yeah. Very risque... Yeah. Naked video for Pride. I was like, okay, come on. Very gay. Yeah, very, uh, very, lots of, lots of skin. White skin. Lots of skin. And, and there were, uh, to me, I saw a lot of other skin too. But, but yeah. But, uh, so, shout out to new music. Yeah, shout out to new I'm music. I'm always happy for music. Everybody's trying to find that Pride anthem, so we'll see. Um, shout it out. It might be what Jesse J's trying to do with this little, this little, I want yeah. love. She might be trying to get a little... Proud anthem out there. Yeah, so it's I give all this new music season. a fizz. I give it all a fizz. Oh, great. Glad you gave Tyler a fizz. No. Uh, <laughs> I am going to move on to... I'm actually going to move on to something that I definitely Oh, you are fizz. so messy. I'm going to say... <laughs> it was announced this past week that Taraji P. Henson... It's a hard not life. ...will be starring in Annie us. Live on NBC. I can see this. Miss Flanagan? Oh, Mrs. Hannigan. Flanagan. Damn. Okay, I know, Flanagan. Right? Flanagan. Miss Hannigan. I can see it. Um, is She's going to be um, coming to NBC to do this role live. Now, I... Can she sing? Well, okay. So, you know she can kind of sing. Okay. I couldn't remember. Because she was in Hustle and Flow. Well, she didn't sing she, at all on Empire. I think she did. Did she? I think so. Did she? I don't know if she... So, I don't know if... Oh, like so now character. you don't know. No. So, <laughs> oh, so now let you me don't say this. Know. She, yes, she did sing 
on Empire because there was a time when they were coming out with like a family album and like they also uh, the family like recorded the end of You're So Beautiful Jesse Smollett song together right. as well and she so sang she did sing and now. we could hear her um, I'm, yeah, I'm sure you could hear her, yes. You had to think so, about it. What I'm saying is that <laughs> does she have like a solo career? Does she put out solo music through Empire? No. no. But is she a, um Oscar award winning musician that performed on the Oscar stage singing out with Heart Out Here for a Pip? Yes, that was her. That was her singing on the stage with the mic. Yeah. But she's... Okay. Did she did she win an Oscar for that? Or what did Three Six Mafia Three, win Six an Oscar? Three Six Mafia because they wrote the song, but, but she, she performed. Did, okay, but she didn't win an but Oscar. But she was for performing that. on an Oscar winning song. Okay, fair. So she yeah I, she can sing. And let's be clear, I'm not hating at all because I'm it excited for like her. You hate. No, I'm definitely it not. Like hating. You, it sounds like you didn't get it. No, and no. now you mad. <laughs> it sounds like you got submitted I, for the she, role and yeah, then you didn't and, uh, get it. I'm I'm here for it. I think that. She it sounds like pull. you got recasted. I'm who It was a recast. Who played Miss Hannigan in the Jamie Foxx version of Annie with Quin with Quiv- Quivangene Wallace? Uh, I don't know how, who if was that it? name was right, but it was Cameron Diaz. It was Cameron Diaz. Was that her last movie? No. No, she was in The Other Woman that came out after she that. Does a lot. She's done and she's done movies after that. No, too. Cameron retired. You know no, that, Cameron, right? I mean, but she, it was that was not her that was, movie was a while back. No, it wasn't. It was in the the early 2000s. I think Cameron's last movie was the um, bad, think, the bad teacher. No, that was. I think the other woman was her last movie. I don't think so. With uh, Leslie Mann and uh, Nicki Minaj was in it, and um, the uh, Kate I Upton. Think, I don't know. It was I the bad. It was the, the bad other teacher woman. was her last movie. I think. Uh uh-uh, uh Bad teacher came out before the other Let's woman. Let's see. Because Bad Teacher was in like early 2000s because I remember I was, was still in not. Kentucky when it came out. You might have been visiting Kentucky when mm-hmm. it came out. I, was, I, th- I think I was working at the movie theater. So it was like 2011, wasn't it? Bad Teacher? Let's see. I think it came out in like 2011, 2012. And then the other woman came out like so 2015, I want to say. So it was Annie was the last one. In what year, what year did it come out? Uh, 2014. When did Bad Teacher come out? Let's see. 2011. Boom. Hello. Okay. Oh, and the, then the other woman came the out. The other when? woman. But then there's um. When did the other woman come out? Let's see. I don't know. I'm looking. Because Annie was 2014. Bad Teacher 2011. Oh, her last one. Oh, we're both wrong. What? Her last movie was Sex Tape. Who was in Sex Tape? Uh, it was her and um. The, the big white guy, Jason... Uh, oh, Jason Sudeikis. Yes. No, no, Jason, Jason Siegel. Sude- yeah, Jason J- Siegel. It was. You're right. That was her last movie. Wow, that was her last one? That was it. I like Cameron Diaz, too. I want her to come back. I like Cameron Diaz. We'll see. Okay, back on topic. Uh, I'm fine with Taraji. This is definitely a fizz for me. Yeah, it's a fizz for me, too. Yeah, we need her in here. Ain't no hateration in this dancery. I think she'll do well. I do, too. I wonder who's going to be playing Annie, though. I think that they're going to do a full out like that, and they're going to make it a thing, just how they did with um, oh, Dorothy Wiz. for the Wiz. What they're about make it a Danny Warbucks? Thing. Who knows? And who cares? Okay, okay. All I know is that the whoever they bring in for Annie better be on point. They're gonna have to be. They're gonna have to be. Um, okay, yeah, I give it a fizz. Yeah, I give it a fizz for me too. 
What else do you have? Uh, the only other thing I have is, and I honestly didn't even really want to talk about it, but I guess uh, it deserves Why a topic. What, what is it? What are, what are we not talking about? Tiana Taylor. Um, oh, the massive thing? Why? Well, yeah, I think that that's good to celebrate. Well, so I'm not, I'm not, I, the, the reason why I didn't want to talk about it is not because she did it, because that's amazing. I love Tiana Taylor. Um, so Tiana Taylor is the first black woman to be named Maxim Sexiest Woman Alive. Okay. The reason why I don't want to talk about it is why are we still doing first in 2021? It's, just, it's you know what? And I, I get what you're saying, but. How is this a thing? But it does need to be magnified because. People do need to realize just that how even in 2021, how women have been. We still I mean, haven't. Not women, but men also have just people black, of color, color have black been women, put out. black yeah. people. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, I mean, it's sad that that is still a thing that we're still doing first, but it's just the yeah. I mean, after a, a history of and, and hit long history of just shutting people out, like yeah, it's it's finally I'm. I'm surprised that it took this long, for, especially right. for Maxim, who's had like, so many women on the cover. I'm confused. Like Tyra Banks, yeah. Naomi um, Campbell, Hallie. Beyonce, um, Halle Berry. Like, hey, what? I'm confused. This is what it is. She looks great. She does look Baby good. Baby hairs are good. laid, honey. She this always is, looks really good. She looks great. But yeah, I'm just confused. It's 2021. Why are we still doing first? Like, this shouldn't be a thing anymore. Yeah. But fizz for her because, again, take it upon another black woman to be breaking barriers. Yep. So, a huge fizz. Yep. Um, I My next story involves uh, John Legend's production company, Get Lifted, who just announced that they are partnering with the Bernie Mac estate to bring his biopic... Oh. Um, yeah. So Okay, casting couch. It was it literally was um uh broken earlier this week during a panel discussion at the Tribeca Film Festival. Um that they're working on trying to bring this uh this story to fruition. I we don't know much about anything yet, but we just know that the family and the production company are in talks and um Who would you want to play Bernie Mac? I think I have Ooh, I have I one name. Know. I have one name. I don't know. That's going to be tough. I, I, but I, I don't think know. It's going to be really tough. I would have to go back and look and see who has been. Because there are some really great Bernie Mac impressions out there. There are some people who could really do it. And, I'm yeah, I don't know. I, I Okay, I have two names. Little Rail? Yes, that's one. Okay, I think that Why that's, are we on the I same wavelength? I think that's an easy one. But, like I said... I don't know if Little Rail number one has the acting chops, uh-huh. and I don't know if he could do the Bernie Mac voice. What about Godfrey? He would have to gain weight, but yeah, he could do it. I think Godfrey could do it. He, he did, have, did the Maya Angelou impersonations. I He's think really he could do good it. at Godfrey. Would, Godfrey is very strong in impersonations and is funny and. Um, I think has some acting chops. What made you say Little Rail? Because it's so weird that you were in my I head. I think for me, that was the easy, that's the comedian, like when I think about black comedians who are out there right now. And who look like who Bernie. kind of look like him, emulate him a little bit, maybe. Little Rail I was, was thinking yeah. that that would probably, that was my go-to. Little Rail was um, taking on some more serious roles too lately, so. Oh, okay, see, I didn't know that. So yeah, I didn't know. he was in the photograph with like Issa and uh, Lakeith Stanfield, and then he was in. Oh, he was like the comic relief though. In that but he film. was also, he's also in another movie I saw a preview you for where he's a little bit more serious too okay. well yeah i, I didn't know i didn't, yeah, yeah. Um, so maybe maybe that could work for him i don't know i would also not be opposed to an unknown yeah of course of us just introducing of course. someone who was just 
amazing. Let's make another uh, star from Chicago. Absolutely, I absolutely. So, I would be down for that. But no, it's, it sounds like some exciting stuff. I definitely think I don't know much about Bernie Mac's story. Um, but I've got I definitely somebody. think that he would be um, someone who has who's had quite an experience and a and a life. What about okay? So this is going to take a little work um, because I don't know his name. But you've seen Hamilton. He played George Washington. I think he played George Washington. George Washington. Yeah, in Hamilton. In the stage show. Yeah, in the stage. The tall, light skinned guy. No, he was the dark skinned black. No, no that's so, that. Yeah, that you got your people mixed. Not up. George. He played Thomas Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson was played by David Diggs. Like he did Lafayette and. Uh, who did he Thomas play? Jefferson. Who did he play? Who, yeah, I don't know who you're talking about, babe. Not the guy who played. I, okay, I know the, who you're talking about. The guy who played George Washington, not him. He was he rapped. He kind of had like sort of more of the the gruff style of rapping. He was a dark skinned guy. He um, Hercules Mulligan. What about him? I don't know. You don't I know? I can't say it. I mean, looking at him, maybe. I I can't really. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable. I, I wouldn't bet on it. Why? I just, I don't know n- enough about him. You said an unknown. I don't, I just, yeah, I'm saying an unknown who's went through the audition that is. He that would is go rocked, through the audition. That has rocked it out that we know. Like, I'm not saying so why that not he couldn't him? do it. Uh-huh. I'm just saying, me just looking at him now, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Sure. Okay. Sure. Why not? Throwing out names. I'm just seeing. Yeah, I, I think it's tough. I think it's too early to call. And I'm I'm to be honest, I really need to know a little bit more about Bernie Mac's story. Yeah. Because I need to know to what lengths this person's gonna have to go through. Right. To really, you know That's fair. Bring this. With biopics, it's so hard because you always you're never quite sure about what type of what type of movie they're trying to make? Mm-hmm. If it's something that's it just serious? supposed to kind of be is it an Oscar movie? And give a you know like yeah. a legacy, or if we're really going to be kind of delving into who these people are um, or who they were, um, very similar. So when you start thinking about like biopics, one that came up this week was the Tammy Faye uh, biopic yes. with Jessica Chastain, and you kind of start to you know things like that. You you really it really does make you think about. A person's transformation and where they have to kind of go. Yeah. Jessica Chastain is literally playing Tammy Faye from I mean over a span of like what 30, 40 years. And she, from the trailer um, it looks really good. It's, you know it's so kind of thinking about that it's just like wild. Yeah. So yeah are we going to get something like a Ray or are we going to get something like a Wendy Williams queen of uh, <sighs> queen, queen of talk or whatever that was. I mean that's a true statement though. So that's, I mean, that's my only thing. I would assume that if we're going to do an actual Bernie Mac, that we're going to get something on the, I would hope on the same level as like an Aretha or a Ray we'll or a, a Tina Turner or something, you know? I would hope it would be in that vein, something good. I mean, you would hope, right? You would hope, but right. you never know. Whoops. Girl, out of here. All right, that's all I had. Okay, the last thing that I have, I just want to give a quick shout out to Simone Biles, who is still setting Woo! and breaking records. I mean, what does this lady... Black girl magic. So, Simone Biles, led, uh, this past week, set yet another record. Um, seven national championship wins. Undefeated. Um, undefeated. 
and doing new moves. The, um, the other girls can't do, so the judges have to score her less because the girls can't keep up. Which I think is completely Bull. bullshit. Um, I, I love I love Simone. I applaud everything that she's doing. It is a total fizz for me. A huge fizz. I'm giving it. I'm giving her all of the tens. And good luck at the um, Olympics. Good luck at the Olympics, as well as all the other ladies, especially um, whoever whoever hair you was doing. Um, oh yeah. That day. <laughs> yeah. Very important. Very. Critical. I love it. I, I love the camaraderie it. that she's yes. done in the community that she's building. She's the leader. Um, you know, with her Naomi Osaka, all these girls. I am just like. Yes, keep going, babies. Keep going. So, Absolutely. big shout out to her um, and uh, love. Love to Simone. Cool. Uh, okay, right. what are you taking away from this episode? What am I taking away from this episode? I think, hmm, what do I want my takeaway to be? You know what? Honestly, probably it's going to go back to um, all of the bouts of queer media that have come up in the past. We were just talking about yeah. Legendary. We were talking about Drag Race. We were talking about Pose. Um, the music, you know. I think we are now getting into this point of where... Are yeah, we in a queer renaissance? Are we in a queer renaissance? Because, or are we watering this stuff down to make it more marketable for a mainstream. Mm. And in, in that watering down, are we doing ourselves a detriment? Mm. A disservice. Are we, are we bringing people in who think that they could tell us what a dip is and what a spin is and what, you know, what's duck walking versus what's catwalking, what, you know, what is high drag, what's not good drag. You know, all of these things um, are starting to kind of come out and it's, you know, it's providing education to people but it's also kind of, it's kind of giving people some some confidence to kind of comment on yeah. something that's not necessarily meant for you. Um, I'm glad that you take right. part in it, but you know it's it's um it's just very interesting. It's it's all very interesting. So I'm still toying with that in my mind. I know we kind of we we talked about it in spill, but I'm still letting that kind of turn its wheels in my head a little bit. Um, if it's a it's a catch 22. No, I agree. I think mine kind of goes kind of parallel to that. And just the, the fact of we see a lot of people, you know, speaking up and saying things, but haven't done the research to be able to factually say these things correctly. And I think that that's a big part of it. You know, when it comes to legendary and drag race, you know, if you're going to be throwing out these ballroom terms, why don't you actually do your research on ballroom and actually find out what it's about? You know, if you're going to be making complaints about pride, why don't you actually do your research on pride and figure out why pride came about? You know, I think we see a lot of um, comment and theatrical things being made for clout yep. for for the instead of actually learning the history first and then speaking on stuff we say i think i what i'm seeing is i'm seeing a lot of people speaking on things to which they know nothing about yeah and i don't think that that's a good thing Us i think included. yeah but well, that's what i was getting ready to, <laughs> but that, that's the other part i was getting ready to say yes we comment on things but we give full credit to those who Agreed. are the pioneers of that category i would never speak on I, I may be critical of legendary but i'm not critical of 
the the act of ballroom or the act of voguing, I'm critical of the show and the production of the show because I have experience in that area. And so right. that's what I'm criticizing. I'm, I would never criticize, oh, well, they didn't duck walk right or they didn't catwalk right or blase, blase, because I, I don't know, I'm not that knowledgeable about that. I'm learning just like the rest of the audience that's is. It's not for you. And the rest of the, I'm learning like the rest of the judges are, ironically. Ooh. Yeah. All shade, all tea. But like, I'm, I'm taking my cues from a Laomi or a Deshaun because they're the pioneers in that area, along That's with Pride. Yeah, and you know, and so yep. I think it's just the thing of stop speaking on things that you don't know anything about yet. You know, do your research first and then yep. talk. That's what I'm taking away. Okay. All right, where can they find us on the podcast? All right, so you can keep the party going with Cold Pop on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, check us out at Cold Pop Show on Instagram and Twitter. Cold Pop. Uh, oh, also as well on YouTube, but then Cold Pop Podcast on Facebook. You can find me at Trent Rashad on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Marcus Drew Steele with an E on the end on all the social platforms. That's it. That's it. All right, pop stars. Until next time. Bye. Bye.